pressing on is for guys who want to go deeper as we seek God while finding practical insight to live differently. We will look into real life and talk through how to grow while becoming an improved version of ourselves. Welcome to Pressing On. Hey guys, welcome to episode seven. It's July of 2021. This is our second season. We just wrapped up last month was our our, our one year anniversary, 12 months, right? We've been doing it for 12 months. Wow. And so this month we decided to go. And Seems like 12 years, but. It, really? <laughs> that, that, I'm, I'm offended. By the way, that was, that was Chris Meekins. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. I'm very uncomfortable. <laughs> Jordy Vickery. Hello. And myself, Scott Lessing. Our podcast is pressing on. We're here for guys. But you know, do you know that 18% of our listening audience is women? Did you know that? I did not know that. They have radios or they're free to listen? Dude, how do we know? Like, how do we know it's not all just 18% like just now. So, someone who's like grumpy and he's like, how do I get on that podcast again? And like, she's just like, here, here. No, my, listen, I've talked phone. to some of the women who are listening. Okay, so it's confirmed. It's, it's confirmed, yep. And they... They think it's great. It's not just for men. Like a lot of what we say can be universal, right? Yeah. Hey, I have a business venture. Oh, what is it? We will tell men what women want them to be told. $100 per point. Uh, go ahead, Jordy. That's go that's ahead, a great man. thing for go you to ahead. do. Reach out. Reach out. I'll reach slip out. it into the podcast. On how yeah. to press on to be a better a better man? Whatever. Okay. $100. You guys are digging yourselves a deep hole. Women, if you're still listening, please hang on. Best hundred dollars you've ever spent. Yes, <laughs> you brought something funny for us. We, Jordy, and I have no idea what you're going to say. Well, so it's always dangerous. They asked me to come up with some kind of a story. So uh, this is I, I, I couldn't shake it. I've been thinking it. So Scott's going to Africa. You're going to Africa in right? October. Yep, October sixteenth. Why are you going to Africa? I'm going with an organization called PAX, Pan-African Academy for Christian Surgeons, and I'm going to be taking this thing called SDI and helping them understand themselves, how God wired them to be motivated, to be valued and loved, but also the big key component is how can we do a better job of, when, when, there, when conflict arises, how can we do a better job of walking through conflict together? Okay, great. So, so I just have some advice for you. So okay. when you're on a trip, have you ever been on a mission trip overseas? Um, where the drinking water, where they say, don't drink the water? No. Yeah, well, there's a reason for it. <laughs> <laughs> he, knows okay. where, he knows where I'm going. So we were, I was on a mission trip one time. you got to be really careful on mission trips because you're thinking, okay, I'm going to be super safe, everything else like that. And, and, and you've been on mission trips. I've been on a, a bunch of them. And one time, I didn't realize that when you brush your teeth, you're, not, you're supposed to use What country three, were you in? That time I was in Peru. Okay. Anyway, um, so uh, I was brushing my teeth with the tap water. Well, that's just like <laughs> drinking the water. I, seriously. And so uh, two days in, I, I started getting the bends, man. It, it, it hurt so much. And I, I had an accident in front of probably 300 people. And it wasn't just a, a small accident. It was a major accident so my word to you wait wait no no, no. you gotta finish so i'm standing there and we're 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 in um we're up in the the, the mountains of uh god i can't remember anyway just peru. say peru um and so peru and and so we took a bus all the way up to this place where we we're working on this thing uh building and we had a <laughs> hospital clinic going on and they had a food stand there and the and the road was right in the middle and, and i had to like hold on to 
a handle just to stop the pain. So I was standing in the middle, holding that, and I'm like, okay. And you know the rest. And it was it was horrible. You it's not, and I walked away in a blanket, and there was no bathroom. There was just outhouses. There was nothing to clean. <laughs> it was the worst day of my life. But uh, so if you go take take those pills in advance. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that story. Oh my gosh! The first time I heard that story, I was crying for like twenty minutes. So last month we we talked about whose poop was bigger. This 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 month we talk about your poop emissions trip. Sorry about that. Well, All right, on a let's move out of note, junior high and let's go to a college level. Yes. See, we have women listening to us. On a on a different note, last month we had our first giveaway, and we have a winner for Blackburnian Coffee. Blackburnian is a micro batch roasting company based here in Cleveland. Our friends. Uh, Sarah and Josiah Stumbo, they are the owners and the micro-batchers. Is that how you say it? Or the roasters? They're the roasters mm-hmm. of the coffee. It's amazing coffee. It's fair trade organic. Uh, it's roasted fresh in very small batches. And Black Burning Coffee uses not only the highest quality beans, but they also get it from farms and importers that treat their workers with respect. Free bag of coffee, I believe, is the best coffee around. If you go to Pressing On, we have our own email. Oh, we do? Pressing on at gracema.org to get your free coffee. So the first person to send it to pressing on at gracema.org wins the free bag. And no matter where you live, our first winner was from Canada. We have Canadian listeners. Are we allowed to mail stuff there? Yes. I thought the borders were closed. No, we can mail stuff there. As long as the package is vaccinated. <laughs> or, or you can also get uh, 15% off your coffee at Blackburnian Coffee. Dot com. It'll be in our show notes so that you can go there and get your 15% off coffee any time of the year, all year long, all the time. Uh, but anyway, so this month, we're go- we want to talk about what does pressing on mean? Why do we, how did we come up with pressing on? I remember we talked a little bit last month about how we just really felt the Lord calling us to do a podcast, and we didn't really explain how we came up with pressing on. I, I really felt called that we need to um, help guys take that next step to become a better version of themselves. And I was sharing it with men's ministry. And I was you know, telling guys on Saturday morning, Wednesday morning, at our Bible studies, like, hey, I need you guys to help me come up with a name. And so this one guy, John, he, he emailed me. He said, Scott, Philippians 3, verses 12 through 15, really talk about pressing on that. It's in the name. But they talk about what you're describing, becoming a better version of yourself tomorrow than you are today. And so we thought it'd be really great for us just to talk about not only the inspiration of our podcast, but what does this mean? How do we live this out? What is the scripture saying here in Philippians chapter three? What is Paul saying to the Philippians and how does it impact us today? So I I thought it'd be really good for us to kind of go through this passage. I'm going to read it and then uh, Jordy, you're going to start us off here on what this means. So Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 15. Not that I have already obtained all of this or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. All of us who are mature should take such a view of things. And if on some point you think differently, that too, God will make clear to you. Mm, such a good verse. Uh, I, I think if you 
just for you know simplicity's sake to help our minds kind of break it down so we can talk about it more throughout this podcast you you really see three three elements of this you, you know right as right as paul starts not that i've already obtained this or already arrived but i press on to take hold of that for which christ has taken hold of me there's this like divine discontentment of i'm not there yet but i'm going to be i want to be and a part of that is saying like you know what where we're at right now is, is just not enough anymore you know it, it was it's part of my journey i wouldn't have it any other way but it's not enough anymore and then you see the sense of new direction that he's forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead and if we're going to have new direction we're going to have to set some things down we're going to have to break some chains or some habits or just temptations that we normally give into and we're going to draw new boundaries like i'm not i'm not going to allow this anymore and i'm going to go a new direction and then third the, the, really the whole point is like press on like i'm going to start i'm going to start actually moving straining towards what is ahead press on towards the goal for which christ has called me yeah and yeah just let's do this let's push so have you guys ever experienced a divine discontentment with maybe a way you were living your life i'll i'll share like right i'm what's going on right now man i i have no problem smoking cigars i i just don't i don't think there's anything wrong with what i do but I'm telling you, man, I feel like the Lord is like saying, you need to give those up. You just do. And it's like my wife and my wife's like, no, I like sitting out at the pool and, you know, you smoke a cigar and we talk and, you know, whatever. But there's this there's this spirit in me that's like, no, you need to hang those up. Is that what you're talking about? I think so. I mean, it, it for any of us, it could be it, it could be different for all of us. Right. It's a conviction um, that the Lord gives us. And the Holy Spirit will give you this discontentment, I believe. He's given it to me many times. You know, it, whether it's, you know, waking up earlier to have, you know, a longer quiet time with Him, or maybe it's diving into the Scriptures for the first time in your life, you've never really done it. And you have this discontentment with just, you know, living your life and going into church on Sundays. It, it could be a variety of things, but I've had this divine discontentment or holy discontentment many times in my life. Yeah, I remember in college, you know, I'm in school for ministry and I lived with like eight of my closest friends in this house and I just remember thinking like, this smells. Uh, no, <laughs> no, I actually have a really bad sense of smell so it worked out great. Okay. And But the sense of like, Am I like encouraging? Like, do I build up my roommates oh my or do I just like rip on them? Yeah. You know? Uh, and like, even to the point where I'm like, I'm probably harder on my friends. I'm probably than most people in this group, you know? And there's a sense of like, I'm like, I'm the one who's going into ministry. Like I should be, I should be leading the charge of like building these guys up and really caring for them well and all of that. And I'm just not. And there was this moment I actually... I, I pretty much never did things alone, but I went to the top of this mountain alone that I would go to, you know, so many times a year and just reflect. And it really rocked me of like, what am I, what am I doing? Like, I'm not embodying a lot of the traits that I'm going to need to embody for what I'm called to do. And there was a sense of like, this, this isn't, this isn't okay anymore. So why do we resist that? I mean, you both just described how God spoke to you very specifically about a certain thing, Right. Why do we resist taking an honest look? Or that could be one. Why do we resist that first? The second thing would be, why do we resist going further with what we hear the Lord telling us? 
Like why why is why do we not look at what we might be feeling is is something we need to change as it's actually really from God? Right. I'll go for the first part. I think the honest look thing. I think a lot of times we don't actually have a belief that we're on this journey that it's going to get better or that God's going to do this transformative work in us. And so it feels more like condemnation. We don't even try to go there in our minds. Like We try to bury it. We don't want to think about it. But I think at the end of the day, the truth for a lot of us is I don't want to see that and just feel awful about myself. Like I don't want to acknowledge that just so I can feel worse. What's the point? Yeah. You know, I've looked at it and somebody will say, you know, ask me a question and I share, you know, what God's revealing to me. And they're like, oh, don't worry about that. That's not a big deal. Like, Chris, come on, smoking cigars. Yeah. That's where we hang out and and we have great conversations over a cigar. Why in the world would you ever get, I mean, it's not sinful to have a cigar. Right. So why, why is it? Pastor used to say, smoking won't keep you out of heaven. It might get you there faster, but it won't get you out of heaven. (laughs) I like that. Um, I, and I, th- I think it's because we're we're uncomfortable with what we don't know. We're uncomfortable with the unknown. We're uncomfortable with with am I going to turn into this person that is um, holier than thou? We and we talked about that a couple episodes ago. Really worrying about what other people think and mm-hmm. or the image or yeah. what, what's what, what's my marketing, you know and. And, and in my case, I think the, the a cigar represented something uh, that I believed in long, long time ago. And today, the, the the definition. Okay, so cigars in most men's minds rec- uh, means like success that I can sit there and put this t- ten, twelve dollar thing in my mouth and just burn away like a ten dollar bill. I, I know that that sounds childish, but I think that that's. <laughs> That's really what it's about. And and at in this stage of my life, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, this stage of my life, the definition of success has changed. Mm. Sitting by the pool, smoking a cigar by myself because nobody wants to be around the stinky smell is not really success for Chris <laughs> Meekins. Yeah. That's Being good. around people, having a discussion like this, talking about spiritual things, how can I help you? Let's go help these people. Let's go for a boat ride. That's success. Yeah. And so my definition, and I think we're afraid that our definition is being changed. Hmm. It's good. Or, yeah, I mean, maybe it's something that our parents or grandparents told us was success or even just being around circles of other guys, like this is what manhood is or this is what success is. And we need to evaluate that. Absolutely. To determine whether that's true. Is that true or not? I, yeah. I one time believed that if you had a circle driveway, that means you meant you made it. So I, A circle driveway? Yeah, a driveway with, you know. The, yeah, you don't got to back out. With the turnaround, you don't have to back out. Oh, yeah. Because you have enough property to build it. Yeah. But I, I and I'm like, well, all this means is I got more driveway to shovel. That's what it means. <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing, I mean, taking on this look at what I mean, I'll take your circle driveway. Yeah, if you <laughs> want to give it away, we'll definitely take the property, right? But we're, we're also comparing it against what God's standard is. Yeah, you know, so we we also have to know or know people who know what God's standard is. So that that's a, that's you have to be in relationships with other people. Yeah, and so that that's. So taking it on its look is part of the divine discontentment, right? But then we resist this because we want to what? Like why or we don't want to why why don't we take those steps? Once you hear God say, like to you, Chris, it's time to stop the cigar the cigars. 
why don't why do we sometimes resist actually stopping or why do we resist getting involved in something that we feel God calling us to? It's not always stopping this part of your life. It's, hey, you're, you haven't done anything for other people or you're not serving or you're not diving deeper. You're not in discipleship. You're not, you know, whatever it might be. You're not, you, you're not loving your wife well. Why do we not take that next step? Why do we resist that? Why do you get to ask us the hard questions? <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think there's, there's so many things we could say, you know? But I, I think there's literally with this, there's a part of like, there, there's almost a part of us that like just dies. Yeah. Like this is not an easy thing. There are, there are appetites. Identity. That, yeah. Well, there's appetites that we starve and there's parts of us and what we want and what we long for. And, you know, maybe even just vices that we used to get by that we actually have to give up and step into this new thing. And that's not easily done at all. Yeah. Really I think tough. it's sometimes, uh, like I said a couple minutes ago, it's the fear of the unknown. And we really don't believe, if I believe that the Spirit of God's telling me to quit smoking, as an example, yet I don't believe that he's got a reason for it. So I really don't believe the Spirit of God. I want to say, I want to be obedient to stopping, but I really don't believe that he where he's going to lead me to so it's like a trust issue and so you're you're actually you're you're putting yourself in a in a bad place and so Mm. you you believe that he's telling you stop but you don't believe that he's actually in control and there's a reason why and and for obedience would be the yeah obedience discipline right and and for me it's kind of a combination it's gonna be a lot of work sometimes we get comfortable you know, and, and do we want to live a comfortable life or do we want to, I don't think that God always calls us to be uncomfortable, but I don't think that's good theology, being comfortable. And so, do I want to be changed and do I want to be different? I mean, we're, we're really talking about coming out of COVID. This is really what this season. Oh, of, a lot of this of, is, yeah. Of what we are in the United States is we're coming out of, we were comfortable for, for a while there and we are totally uncomfortable across the board we don't even know what to play. think right now right but the bible never changes god's word is always true right so if we if and we, god has never failed us ever all right so divine discontentment once we lean into that and we say okay lord we do want to press on towards the goal that you have for us there's a, this is what we see in in the second half of verse 13 it says but there's one thing i do and i believe that's the beginning of being devoted to the lord one thing I do, and what is the one thing that he does that, that he's calling us to do? Forget what's behind us and strain towards what is ahead. In other words, leave behind the way you used to live. Like, okay, God's called you to stop smoking cigars. Or stop whatever. it. Right? So now you gotta yeah. stop it. Stop. But it's not just still looking at the cigars and okay. And going, now what am I gonna do without a cigar? It's like straining to look ahead right Right. there's a new direction like jordy said earlier there's this new direction that we have to go to and we have to say i'm not gonna do that anymore i'm not going i can still hang with dudes i can still sit with my wife next to the pool right but i'm not going to smoke cigars anymore so it's not just leaving behind something though jordy you said something as we were preparing this it's this drawing of boundaries like we have to draw around like chris you're not part of not smoking cigars is not buying the cigars anymore Right? I would think that would be step one. (laughs) (laughs) 
Don't. So, so like we need to draw boundaries. How? What does that look like for you guys? What does drawing boundaries even today look like for you? I th- I think for me it's just you, you know I said someone I said to something the other day we were giving him counsel on something that he he had just messed up big time you know and, and you know we said like we believe in the day where like you'll be in a place where like that just wouldn't come out of your mouth again you know and and I think there's this sense of like sometimes you actually have to fight the behavior to help your heart get there you know hmm. and I think that's really what drawing a boundary is about is saying like all right like I don't want this to be in my life I don't want to be like that I don't want to do that so I'm going to I'm going to draw a boundary and a boundary is not the line like you know like if you're fighting off an affair the boundary is not an affair the boundary is I'm not going to lunch with this female in the first place that's not my wife it's a it's in a it's a line in a safe place that you're not going to cross and if you draw that you're you're probably you're probably not going to go to where you really don't want to go in the first place. You know, you might bump into your boundaries, but you're not going to bump into the lines that you don't want to cross. And at the same time, when you let t- when you let time go by and you live within those boundaries, you really let some things die in your heart that you want to grow beyond and God has space to plant new things that are better. I I would also say that um so you know everybody knows that I'm uh, recovering. I went through AA and I I attend uh celebrate recovery at times and um during that time to change to almost like like jordy said boundaries but people that have gone on before me have set up a process and have it's proven that it works it's proven that it it does anything and if you do these things kind of like what jordy said well i i don't drink anymore i i for i can't go into bars when you know i've been sober for like 15 minutes hanging out getting a pop at a bar so there's you you set these boundaries and actually or 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 guardrails we've talked about that before too is when you set these guardrails they're to keep me on track and then truly when i set guardrails on both sides of my life i'm able i actually have more freedom i'm free to to be the man that i've been created to be I'm, so I, they don't restrict us they don't restrict guardrails us. They, don't keep they, us from it's like a funnel having fun it, it's like a funnel it, it funnels us it gives us more power that's interesting so the title of of our podcast today is pressing on as a verb it's action oriented everything that you guys are talking about so far is this divine discontentment we have to actively seek the lord we have to actively say jesus speak to me through the power of the holy spirit what where what do you want me to be discontent about right and it might be a, a lot of things but then you have to choose to not only you know look at yourself and look at whatever god's standard is what god's standard is whatever it is that he wants you to give up but then start resisting that whatever it is we want to be discontent we want to say lord i don't want that anymore or i want something that i haven't been doing and then this new direction we have to leave behind what we used to do we have to point ourselves in a new direction, draw these boundaries, say no more. I'm not going to do this anymore or I'm not going to live this way. I want to live a new way. But then the next thing is to truly press on. You have to start moving. You have to move the feet, right? You have to start walking in a certain direction, even if you're not there yet. You haven't arrived yet. That's okay, mm-hmm. right? I, I think that's what, at least for me, that was what always kept me, that held me back. But the pressing on part. I'm not there yet. I can't do it. I can't be in the room yet because I'm not, I haven't arrived. 
And and just to affirm that, I, I just while you're talking, I'm thinking of that verse where the seven demons you clean out the house, and if you don't if you don't replace it with something, uh, it's seven times more demons are going to come in. But if you don't replace those old habits or those yeah. old things with something new that God's calling you to yeah. do, you you have to fill your you have to renew your mind. But you have to put something in there. Yeah, you do. I, we we do have to re- replace that activity or non-activity with right. something else, right? right. Um, so we have to start moving in a different direction, yes. but it does require discipline. And that, that's one, one thing I think that we always forget. We forget about the, the discipline perspective. We have to put other people in our life who know that this is the direction they, they are going to hold us accountable. That's part of discipline, but then just starting to do it, right? This, this book that Chris, I know you and I have read called Atomic Habits. It's like, if you want to get healthy, you don't just start running three miles. Right. I love how he does it. it. It's a little weird at first, but he says just the first day, put on your, your new sneakers and then take them off and go back to whatever you were doing. Right. The next day is put on your new sneakers, jump in the car, drive down the road, turn around, come back and go to c- where you're going to go run at. Right. Yeah. And, and then eventually after a month, you're actually walking a mile a day. Right. And it's creating this habit that will last longer than just a month. And, and and that's that's part of it is the discipline. He's really talking about atomic atomic habits. Is really it's all about discipline. Right, right. But so you have this divine discontentment, this new direction, pressing on. The question is, how do we do it? How, I, Jordy, what do you actually do? Yeah, the, I, I mentioned the the mountain reflection thing earlier, and that that's actually pretty true for me. Um, when I was at Liberty I, in Virginia, I had this mountain that I'd actually just um, that. You could drive your Jeep to the top of it. Everyone knew you were allowed to because the chancellor of the school used to do it. And so we would just dri- you'd take a four-wheel drive, drive to the top, and just sit up there and like watch, you know, just watch the world for a while. And, you are my hero, by the way. And just sit there. Driving your Jeep to the top of any mountain is just cool. With, with no road. Yeah. Right? There was no road there. So yeah. You're cool. So. Yeah, just an old path. And <laughs> there's a sense of, though, like, all right, you know. I can sit here and I can think about the last six months and everything looks slow when you're up that high. Like you could see the highway and it looks like every car is going two miles per hour. And it was just this pace for me where I could think of the last three to six months. And a lot of like things would hit me that I'm just like, oh man, I'm not content with that. Or I need to become more like this or don't really like how I was doing that part of my life and and things. And so I would actually, I still have them to my day, a lot of them from even back then, but I would just put stuff in my calendar like be nice to your friends like you know, action points like little action points um verses that really hit me that i knew i needed to embody more and like just randomly throughout pretty much every week different ones just pop up you know and, and that for me is like i i need those like consistent reminders you know it's easy to go to your your next crisis or your next moment alone, you know, six months to a year later and be like, oh man, I didn't do anything on my to-do list. And so for me, I need to see it often. And that sounds really just basic and simple, but that that's a big thing for me. And it keeps me in the mindset. It keeps me doing the work. When you look at the scripture, it says straining towards what is ahead. That that means it's going to be work. It's going to be easy, yeah. Yeah, you have to be intentional. Like there's a yeah. lot of things that come into that and that's what you're doing. Chris, how about you? So... Um, Recently, uh, Joyce and I uh, moved to Florida, and um, as we're making this adjustment, uh, th- things are happening, and and so I'm like, Lord, I I don't I don't want to be content in just living the rest of my days on who I used to be, 
Mm. You know, I used to be a fireman. I used to be in real estate. And so um, I believe that, that God's calling me. And I, and I believe that I have something else to do. And it has nothing to do with the last 64 years. It's something entirely new. But my, I've always been a, a reactive type kind of guy. So everything's been a reaction. I've always reacted. And I do well. You know, I'm a fireman. So I believe that God's calling me in this direction. But I don't know how to get there. I have never really been disciplined in certain things. You'd look back at my life and you'd say, yes, you have. But I've not been disciplined in, in creating and being proactive. And so, um, and so uh, I, I joined this class. It's called Zero to Dangerous. Paid a lot of money for it for someone to tell, mm -hmm. me, for someone to tell me what I should be doing. But it's, 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 um, you, you read the definition. It's more the cognitive mind. Yeah, neuroscience. Neuroscience. Yeah. And, and so you're, you're just going down this. Your body is it's an amazing thing. And so to make these adjustments. And so I'm saying that I'm going to reinvent myself. And I don't know how to do that. But this is a great time. Why not? Why not me? Why not today? And why not? So, so I and we were we were joking in in the prep for for our podcast. <laughs> Jordy Jordy wrote in our in our notes that you know what does Jordy do? Reflection, action points, verses to live by. What does Chris do? Spend four thousand dollars. <laughs> I'll, I'll pay someone. I I've got people. I'll outsource this. <laughs> yeah. I'll outsource. yeah. All right. For me, this is what I do. <laughs> I, I do a half a day away. Well, can we say your other thing? I, what do I put on the outline for you? And that's the second part of my half day away. So <laughs> I do a half day away just to seek Jesus and stay focused. I do I do that twice a month. But at the like around November time, I always ask the Lord during my half days away, like, give me something for next year, like like something to live by for all of next year. And Jordy always makes fun of me because I always put whatever God says to me, I put a, I find a picture that matches that and I put it on my wall. This year it's marshmallows. There's a bowl of marshmallows, a picture of a bowl of marshmallows on my wall, and that's all about discipline because there's that, that research study that they, they put a few marshmallows in front of these five-year-olds to see how, how long they could be disciplined. They had, to, they had to do it for, they couldn't touch the marshmallow for 10 minutes. So they had to be disciplined for just 10 minutes, and then they get the whole bowl of marshmallows. And to see what these kids would do, it was really funny. Some of them, like they were twisting and doing everything they could to not touch that bowl of marshmallows. <laughs> and others, like within a minute, they're like, just devouring the whole bowl, <laughs> yeah. right? So it was it was really funny. But, yeah, I, but, but so that that's that's how I do it. Like half days away, and then ask God to speak to me for the whole year during some of those, and and I put the pictures on my wall. So you're almost asking for a word, right? It, yeah, and you taught me that. Like that's something you taught me probably six or seven years ago. And Mo and I do it together now, even for our family. And so we've kind of inherited that for many facets well, of our well, life. And the thing is, is so like Scott has all these little pictures on his wall of like headphones and different eyeballs and different things. And like, <laughs> and so, but like when he, we, he just started meeting, I was like, oh, like, what are those? And Scott's like, oh, like I made those, like the words that God's given me. I thought he meant like he, like he drew them. Like he was like the artist who made them. And what he meant by he made them is that he hit print and put it in a frame and like, takes a lot of pride in that and i left i thought for like a whole year that scott had this amazing drawing Are you ability. Serious? i told you this that is and you so were laughing funny. so hard i thought for a whole year you had this amazing <laughs> drawing ability and no that is so funny what's even better is i didn't even print those i asked abby my you know who who cuts all of this stuff for our podcast i'm like hey this is what i want can you find me some really good pictures online 
And so she found those. Yeah. But to make it quick, I just told you that it, I found them. So I couldn't even take credit yeah. for it. He's like, I made them. I'm like, <laughs> wow. Because you I have, put them in a you frame. You have people too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So this is the, the, let's wrap this up. So don't settle for where you drift. Jordy, I think you wrote that. That is a great phrase. Don't settle for where you drift, but press on to where God wants you to get to. Right. And, and we do that by being intentional and literally taking action, pressing on, living out that Ephesians 2, 7 through 10, that I believe is really where we get our divine purpose. We're actually going to talk about, you know, living this out more in our next podcast. So next month, we're going to talk about discipline and sanctification. It's a big church word for becoming that better version of yourself. Like, how do we actually become more and more and more like Jesus and what he's designed us to be, which is to live out what he's called us to? How do we do that? On a daily basis how do we break out of our normal and seek to surrender to jesus that's going to be next month love it so we're gonna this is going to be a continuation so really it's going to be three months of talking about what what pressing on is all about and for me i, I just want to make sure that we say god wants to use you ex exactly who you are and how he designed you mm. and so there's no fear in being the man or the woman that god's created you to be and he wants to take that to a new level that you never even knew possible and so that's what i want to talk about don't be afraid because god's never made you do something god's a gentleman and so tune in next month because it's really about broadening your your horizon that was good man and you know what I loved? You said the man or woman that God wants you to be. I did. You hit the 18%. Thank you. We we're hoping that those 18% hung on. Or yep. grow. We can have more women be a part of this too. <laughs> we can. And remember, 100 bucks. What's the 100 bucks for? Anything women want us to tell men. All right. So women, email us. Yep. at pressing on at gracema.org and don't forget guys or women who want that free bag of coffee pressing on at gracema.org first one to do so for the coffee gets it we'll mail it to you all right see you next month guys see you